Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. i got a special guest in the studio today. His name is Jake New. Jake, welcome to our show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, no problem. You've been on the list for a little while, and I, I finally uh, ran into you uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, you want to come and do my show? And luckily, you said yes. We're, I, I know it's a little hard to you know, get you in here with work and everything, so I, I appreciate you joining us today. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. So let's let's dive right in. So uh, I want to always get the show started by talking a little bit about uh, your, your job, and we'll get into athletics and sports for you a little bit, but I want to uh, definitely let everybody know what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so currently I am a data engineer. I work for a company called Concentrix. So they were actually our company service source out of Nashville was just purchased by them. Uh, and mainly we do uh, B2B subscription renewals. Uh, so that entails us taking on, um, we have some major clients like Google and Microsoft and things like that. And Ooh, love Google. my job is to ensure that their data uh, integrates with our system, right? So everybody uses different CRM platforms. When we get that data, we need to ensure that everything is in one format so that we can use it for our company. Wow. So you went to Tennessee Tech and graduated. And what was your... I graduated in marketing in marketing and have okay. not used it a day in my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you got the degree. That's, that's, that's correct. That's the thing yes. that matters. Well, I mean, that's, that's interesting. And it's funny, you know, I know you guys uh, lived in Nashville and we'll talk about who you guys is in a second, but I know you guys lived in Nashville and, and, and apparently that's a, a job that you can work from here or do you drive to Nashville? Uh, nope. So I'm full-time remote, hundred percent, uh, even even before COVID, I was working from home probably two to three days a week. Um, but our Nashville office had about eight hundred people total, uh, mostly mostly call center reps um, who needed to be in the office. But when COVID happened, they forced everybody to work remote, and they've continued that model since kind of the world has opened back up. Well, this is definitely not a business show, <laughs> but I'm right. intrigued, you know, because I. I'm on the kind of the Google side for the school system mm -hmm. and, and kind of help out with that a, a little bit. It intrigues me with all the stuff that's going on. I've worked a little bit, you know, in the summer with some businesses up in Nashville and, and got to kind of see that side of it a little bit, mm -hmm. which is very interesting to me because it's something I've never really dealt with. But the the thing that I've noticed in, in doing a little bit of that work is the the job place has not returned to the same job place it was before COVID. Yeah, uh, I'd completely agree. Uh, I think just me being in engineering and knowing how to code and things like that, there's um, a multitude of opportunities for for us out there. Um, but as far as your sales reps and things like that, I think that it has cut down quite a bit. Yeah, and I think what some folks have realized is cost savings. Like, you know, previous of COVID, companies were sending – their employees, especially sales reps across the nation to do their thing. And then with, you know, COVID, they've realized they don't necessarily have to do it that way all the time. Even if it's cutting down half of the flights for a certain salesman in a year, you saved a pretty big amount of money. Right. Absolutely. And I know um, there's quite a few people that had a budget that they had to spend or they wouldn't get it back the next year. So um, I think COVID kind of shed a light on some of that stuff to where it's like, we really don't need to be spending this money. And so I think they're starting to use it more wisely. Wow. That that's, 
so many changes have come from yeah. you know just in the last three years because of that and we a lot of ways we still not return to normal like uh you can go buy a car lot right now and you can look at the lack of cars and and uh a lot of that sales has transitioned to online sales and like i, I was talking to uh I, i'll give no name but the owner of a car lot the other day and you know they're still selling cars they're still selling a lot of cars but you're kind of buying what you want online with the understanding of you know what you're getting into and then putting down a, a a down payment to hold that car yeah so if you decide to change your mind then you just forfeited you know yeah deposit. and then when it comes in is when it comes in right yeah. like you, <laughs> exactly. there's no timetable it's kind of like well it could be six months it could be a year we just don't know yeah and, and that's got to be acceptable because it's if you want a new car that's the only way you're gonna get it <laughs> absolutely it's, it's funny that's crazy how things have, mm-hmm. have definitely changed so let, let's talk about the family a little sure. bit of course uh a lot of folks out there will know your wife. Just, yep. I guess yeah. start there. And, and so I got a famous wife. Uh, <laughs> she's from the area here. Uh, Amy New. She is president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, mostly, I'm referred to as Amy's husband, <laughs> uh, which is fine. I love it. Uh, I've got two daughters. So Lily Kate, her birthday is tomorrow. She will be 11. And then Sadie, who is just turned two on August 5th. So we've actually got. Uh, three family birthdays on August fifth. So yeah, Amy's birthday. mom, Sadie, and then yeah, Lily uh, her cousin. Happy birthday! Uh, I kind of wish this was playing tomorrow. It might be a little bit later, but at least yeah. we can say happy birthday. Maybe Absolutely. belated, but happy birthday, Lily Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, young family. Uh, you know, Amy, you guys spent some time in Nashville, and and uh, you've worked for this company for a little while, and then Amy had uh, some different employment up there, uh, and and really saw the opportunity to come back to Putnam County, her home in, in, in Cookville, Tennessee. How did it all transpire for you guys as a family? Yeah, uh, so that was the ultimate goal was to try to make it back to Cookville. The only the only problem with that was trying to keep up the, the salaries that we had living in Nashville, right? So um, she was contacted by a community member here about the opening for the – for the chamber position uh, while we were on vacation, actually. (laughs) Um, And at that time, you know, COVID had just started. Like we were, we were in Orlando, got there on a Thursday and everything was shut down by Sunday. So that's like the very beginning of COVID. Um, And so we were like, yeah, let's try it, you know? And um, you know, my company was like, we are, we are remote fully, which I had already had, approval to leave after uh when she heard about this job i talked to my manager and was like look if she gets a job and we move an hour away like is it okay if i work remote full time and he was completely fine with it you know as long as we have an internet connection we're good so (laughs) um so we just said go for it and it worked out and we're back in cookville now so yeah i know a lot of folks in putnam county were real happy um to, to get her back and some of the work she was doing before in, in government was uh, pretty cool for her as, as far as uh, building that knowledge, you know, and then and definitely coming back to Cooble and bringing that knowledge with her is beneficial to our, our county, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she, man, she's she's had a career in just a short period of time. I mean, <laughs> she worked for, uh, came in with Governor Brazison, transferred to uh, Governor Haslam, so stayed over with the party change, which they usually clean house. And, right. Um, so stayed on with that. 
uh, worked for Randy Boyd, who's now the president of the University of Tennessee, also ran for governor against Bill Lee. Um, but she did economic development, so she's very familiar with helping rural communities and then went on to work at Vanderbilt where she did uh, government affairs. So she kind of worked between the government and the hospitals, and she helped set up uh, the Vanderbilt Hospital that was Tenova in Lebanon, helped kind of Vanderbilt help take over that. So uh, she's had some great experiences. Well, it's unusual to go from one party to another and still keep your job, but she's got uh, some uh, pretty good names out there that, you know, Grandpa and – uh, the whole family actually that, that, you know, kind of helped her along the way. And not that she didn't deserve every little bit of it, but nice to have that. Right. Absolutely. So uh, let's jump into sports. Okay. Let, let's talk a little bit more about you. We got the family covered pretty good there. Sounds so good. we're going to, we're going to dive into Jake and okay. talk about you a little bit. So, you know, this is a sports show and we, we want to tie some things into sports, but it's more about the person uh, that we're talking to. So growing up, you know, where, where did you actually grow up and, and, you know, what was your first memory of baseball? Yeah. Uh, so growing up, I grew up in a town called Perry, Ohio. Uh, it's about 20 miles east of Cleveland, about 30 miles from Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, and right on Lake Erie. So we were, you know, maybe a mile from Lake Erie. Um, my earliest recollection of baseball was probably the first time I ever hit a home run. Uh, so at a little league field, it was, and I don't know how far the fences were, but I remember hitting one and there's trees right after the fence and it just disappeared into the trees. And I was ecstatic and you know, that's, got, that's my first memory. Got that heart pumping. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It's, hey, it's pumping right now. I'm yeah. excited thinking about it. <laughs> That that's pretty cool, and you know that probably instilled the the love of the game at a very young age. The success you probably had, and that, and that was in little league. Yep. So uh, anybody that sticks out from your early days that really helped you along the way as far as developing you as a as a player, a young player. Yeah. Uh, so I'd have to say uh, my dad first and foremost. So he he coached all of our travel teams, was our rec coach. Um, my grandfather, who you know at 60 years old or so I was going over there to stay the night and he'd get down in a catcher stance so I could pitch to him and all that. So, um, you know, I have some great memories, great memories there. Um, and then my high school coach, obviously he's, I think he's the winningest coach in the state of Ohio. Wow. And just a fantastic guy and love him to death. We'll get into high school. You touched okay. on your, your dad there. Can you yeah. uh, kind of introduce us to your mother and father? Yeah. So my dad, his name's uh, Joe New. He works at Avery Dennison. So they're a shipping company out of Painesville, Ohio. I don't know if that's where they're headquartered or not, but um, he's worked there for 35 years wow. now. And then my mom, her name's Deneen New. Uh, she was a cosmetologist. So a haircutter for everyone that doesn't know, but very popular. I'm she sure. has, uh, <laughs> yeah, she has made sure that I say cosmetologist because she's offended by people that say she's a haircutter. So, uh, but yeah, so good job, brothers, sisters, no brothers or sisters. I'm an wow, only child. Oh, an yep. only child. Okay, that that explains a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Good introduction there. Your dad, you know, is always somebody that gets to the level. Dad's always important as far as 
especially early on, you know, getting you going in the sport that you love. So that's pretty cool to hear. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with Jake New. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host again, Sam Brooks. Got Jake New in the hot seat today. Jake, good to have you again in the studio. We're going to pick up right where we left off. So, Little League, you know, uh, baseball is something that you, you, you play an extensive amount of games. Even in Little League and Summer League and all that, you really have to love it, you know, to be involved in it. And, uh, you know, national pastime for, uh, uh, of course, in the U.S. and something that's a very popular we know that looking at pro baseball and how it is today so tell me about the love of the game at that age for you yeah um so you know I, ever since i can remember i loved baseball um you know playing in the little league rec leagues and then on you know the all-stars afterwards and you know eventually working our way into kid pitch where we had actual travel teams where you'd go play in tournaments and all that. I mean, there's no, t- I know one summer we played 56 games Ooh. just in the summer. So from the time school's out till it's back in. Wow. And up, up North we don't have, um, so like down here, fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, they have school teams mm-hmm. in Ohio. There's no school teams until high school. Wow. So it's all rec and then baseball. And so, basketball and football have school teams but baseball didn't wow so i mean that's not too far away but the weather between here to there is a lot different so i'm sure your season started just a little bit later uh so we start in march which you know there's still games canceled by snow and everything like that and um it was almost to the point where they were talking about flipping the football season and the baseball season in the north just because of of the weather um, but yeah, I played some cold games. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when I was coming, so I'll give you an example. I went to a showcase at Ohio state and they said that they will not take anybody North of Columbus. That was like one of their big, and I don't know if it was just the coach that was there at the time, but basically because of the amount of time that they had to play throughout the year, they were more focused on people in the South because they could play year round. Man, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Even even if it was just the coach, that's a that's a pretty big statement for a place like right. Ohio State. Exactly. Wow, that's incredible. I never heard that before. So, um, you get involved at that young age. You're you're playing definitely for the love of the game. You know, working with your dad, working with your grandpa to get better, and just loving life. I'm sure at that time. Did you play any other sports at that time? I did. So I 
uh, three-sport athlete. I played basketball, football, and baseball. Um, think, I think I had 10 varsity letters in high school Wow! between those sports. Um, so I was a wide receiver on the football team. There you go, athlete. I was a point guard, shooting guard on the basketball team, and then I was a pitcher and outfielder on the baseball team. And you – you don't get to the college level in any sport unless you're a pretty good athlete. Yeah, so that, and that, I'm, I'm a big proponent of athletes playing multiple sports, too. I, was, ju- I was just fixing to ask that. Absolutely. So give me your views on that. Uh, so I, in, in my experience, I know that there's things in basketball that I couldn't have learned in football or baseball or just things like that, right? You learn different movements, different – different skill sets in all the sports that can help you in whatever sport you intend to focus on in the future. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I've had, I've had college coaches on the show that uh, really like it when kids play multiple sports, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of them have said, you know, if they get to where they're getting recruited, maybe their junior senior year, uh, they think it's okay maybe to focus on one sport then but even then, uh, the majority of the coaches that I've talked to like it for them to play other sports because of the other movements, the other skills yep. they learn. They're always working. Um, they're using different muscles in different sports, so they tend not to get worn out as easily mm-hmm. like a, a student or a student athlete who might play just baseball and play all year round. Right. You know, uh, you get into the injuries, especially if you're a pitcher. Yep. You know, and that, that, it kind of helps out with that those situations so i've not seen too many college coaches that don't really like the high school athletes playing multiple sports right so for you where did uh uh, you know i met you out on the golf course right Uh, so where did golf come in for you uh so i actually started golfing after baseball so after i'd say so i played for the uh los angeles dodgers farm team after my senior year at tech and after that's when I picked up golf. So not until then. Uh, I may have played ten rounds before that. Wow. Yeah, but just the I guess the baseball swing transitioned easily into the golf swing lefty. for me. Yep. Yep. Lefty. Both. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I didn't know you hadn't taken up golf before that. So yeah. No. And as good as you are now, that's pretty good. You, you've got a pretty good uh, future ahead of you if you continue to get better hey, at that it, game. It's. Uh, I love golf because of the the mental side of it. Oh, no, you know? doubt, no I mean, doubt about that. No doubt about that. So, all right. So, let's go into high school just a little okay. bit. Tell me about your high school that you played for, and 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 maybe some memories from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Perry High School, we were what would be considered, I guess, a three A here. So we were we graduated like a hundred students in our senior class, um, Northeast Ohio. So. You know, there there was some really good competition up there, but um, I played uh, varsity as a freshman. And one of my earliest memories of high school baseball was we were playing uh, St. Joe's, so where Clark Kellogg went to school, uh, David Lighty for basketball at Ohio State. Um, we were in a playoff game. Bases were loaded, and we were up by one, and they were the home team. They brought me in from right field to pitch, and I struck out two batters and got a ground out to win the game. And that's when I just knew that there was something special about baseball, just the way it made me feel, the 
way everyone reacted when it happened because you know coming in as a freshman you don't know you're not supposed to get out of that jam right you just yeah. no you're fear. just throwing yeah right exactly no, no fear so at all it, yeah um so that was one of the earliest memories in high school that was baseball. your ninth grade year yep right ninth when grade. you popped in there and what a what a what a pretty cool experience yeah. for a freshman number one just being out on the field right you know as a freshman in, absolutely in a good ball club that that's saying something right there so what did that lead into as far as your uh, the rest of your years in high school? Yeah, uh, so the rest of my years. Um, so I will say after my junior year, I signed uh, my letter of intent to go to St. Bonaventure University up in New York, um, which was not smart because it's already snowy in Ohio. So why would <laughs> I go more north to play? Um, but it really allowed me to relax my senior year because I already had that out of the way. Uh, the one thing I would say is that I wish I didn't do that because the senior year I had, I was the Northeast Ohio player of the year. So I think I hit 560 with 10 home runs and I was seven and one with like a one something ERA on the mound. And so I was like, man, if I didn't sign, I could probably went to a much larger school than St. Bonaventure. There, there's a lot to say about signing early, especially if it's somewhere you absolutely know right. that you want to go. But then there's the downside, especially if you have a great year like that. But, you know, re- recruiting is tough nowadays. I mean, it's it, it's hard to handle and it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a lot to deal with, especially for the family. Yeah. And I can certainly understand we, we're lucky enough to have uh, Will sign a little bit early. And once he once he signed, it was like all that pressure. Yeah, it was off of trying to decide. Right, you can just focus on playing the sport you love and don't have to worry about anything else. So yeah, which I'm sure that was the great side of it for your family. Yep. So uh, we got Jake new in the house today. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Your host again, Sam Brooks, Jake New, here in the studio today, talking about a little high school baseball. So you you summed it up a little bit there with uh you know all the cool things you were able to do your senior year after going ahead and signing with St. Bonaventure up in north of, of where you lived. Yep. So there, I know there's more to that story. So uh, you, you, you finish your high school career. Baseball's at the end of the, uh, of the year. Yep. So you get ready for graduation and, and all of that. You already signed and you're, you know where you're going. Uh, all the awards started coming in for your baseball, uh, you know, especially your senior year there. That had to be an exciting time for your family and then leading on into the summer you know how was it going into that summer i mean you, you go into that summer and you've already got what you want you you know where you're going now the work is left to get ready for that so did you play a lot of league ball that year or summer ball uh yeah we did play summer ball um and that was really just um you know a local team playing with buddies and uh you know we all had a Everybody at that point had pretty much signed, so we all had, you know, just a a relaxing and great summer, and from then went on to St. Bonaventure. Uh, So I played a year there. Uh, As a freshman, I hit two ninety nine, so I was probably one hit shy of hitting three hundred as a freshman. I think the coach at the time had said there's only been one freshman ever hit three hundred. But the the thing the downside of St. Bonaventure to me was one there was the enrollment for the school is 2,400 students. So it's very small. And then two, uh, we are practicing in a kind of like Memorial gym at tech where the baseball team had an indoor practice and we got kicked out of our practice. So intramurals could play. Oh, And that kind of told me like, Hey, 
the sports here aren't really high up on the totem pole. So when that started to happen, I started to look like, hey, you know, I think I'm going to look to start transferring somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, so Coach Braga was here at the time at Tennessee Tech, and he's back here now. But he actually grew up about 15 minutes from where I grew up in Ohio. And his father was there. He's uh, he was the mayor of Jefferson, which is the city. Uh, so he had seen me play in high school. And one of my buddies that I played with in high school was already at Tech. You know, I, through him, I got in contact with Coach Braga. He brought me down on a visit in the summer. There was no transfer portal at that time. There was not. <laughs> um, offered me a scholarship without ever seeing me play, mm. which was a blessing. Um and then I had to go ask my previous coach if he would sign a release form so that I didn't have to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, he did that for me. So and didn't have to. Right. I mean, and I, yeah, I did not have to sit out a year. If right. He was upset yeah. About you leaving. He exactly. Could've, he could have done that, no doubt. So yep. that's a you know that's a godsend there mm-hmm. that, he, that he took care of you there, and you were able to walk into Tennessee Tech. Yep. Now we're getting into some some pretty special time. Yeah. Um, for Tennessee Tech, and you mentioned Coach Bragg is back and. I, I got to get him in there on this show. Also, I've not had him in here yet, but but uh, just a special guy. You know, did some real special things here at Tennessee Tech, which you were involved in. So you play a year up there, and you roll into Tennessee Tech. Let's just pick up there. Yep. Uh, so rolled into Tennessee Tech as a sophomore. Um, my sophomore year, I played quite a bit of first base and then outfield. We had a pretty strong outfield. So me being versatile, I guess allowed me to play first base and keep some of those guys out there who couldn't move to like an infield position or something like that. Um, I pitched a little bit, but that was pretty short lived. Um, Big difference in high school pitching and college pitching. And I think the first year here, we won like 25 games onto the junior season. I think we won 35 games or something. So pretty big turnaround there. And then my senior year, I think we won like 38 or 39. And so, a few of the following years, they hit the 40 mark oh, a yeah. couple times. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the, the building that base. And, you know, it, it, I think it got to where Coach Braga knows exactly what he wants at each position. Yep. And what works for Tennessee Tech and, and what works for getting those student athletes in here, which, you know, he's definitely proven that over, over time. Uh, he's been, he's, you know, been here a long time and, of course, we wanted to keep him, um, but got an offer of a bigger school with some bigger money. And, you know, I think if he was ever going to do something like that, it was a time for him to do that. Yeah, but absolutely. Luckily, we've ended up uh, getting him back, and, and I think the program will continue to be very strong as, as time goes on. But for you, those were some pretty special years for yeah. Tennessee Tech oh, baseball. Absolutely. And we really solidifying that foundation. Yeah. No, we uh, we had a great core group of guys. Um a lot of great incoming freshmen. So some of the folks that played after me have already been inducted into the Hall of Fame for baseball. So uh, really great teams that we had and played on, and um, I'm just happy to be part of it. Let's talk about your your three year career here at Tennessee Tech, as far as your statistics and you know what the team ended up doing. Pretty successful years there, as far as uh, you know how, how wins and losses for you guys. Um, how did you do individually? Your sophomore year was really good. Yeah, uh, sophomore year, I think I hit uh, like three nineteen or something like that. Uh, junior year, I hit three fifty six, and then my senior year, it was kind of a down year. 
Um, I think I started the year like 0 for 24. Oh, wow. So, you know, talking about that pressure, right, where in high school I signed and I was already, well, I was a senior hoping to get drafted. So I placed a lot of pressure on myself and that kind of hurt. Um, but I think I hit like 310 or something my senior year still. Um, still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Uh, but I will say that uh, – so. Coach Braga's father, Larry, he uh, at the scout day, he cooked all the scout steaks, um, brought in a crowd, right? I think 26 scouts were at our pro day. And during the pro day, uh, we had 17 pitches in batting practice. And out of those 17, I think I hit nine home runs to some oppo, some dead center, uh, ran a 6-6, 60-yard dash. And so I think that that pro day right there is – what what got me drafted yeah man and that's that's the ultimate pressure you know right especially in a, in a one day situation <laughs> right you you got your whole career that they can judge and mm-hmm. compare against other other guys but getting that opportunity to play major league baseball i'm sure is something that you dreamed about your whole career yeah absolutely and i will say it like in college i i wasn't the guy that went out and partied I when everybody would go out and party, I was actually going back to the field to the cage to hit balls off the tee or just I mean I was in there seven days a week, so it th- that was my lifelong goal to get drafted and and when when you get to that you know getting a scholarship and playing college baseball or football or basketball is fun, and you gotta love it. It's gonna be uh, really terrible if you don't love it. But it is a job. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't think most people understand what goes into being a, a college athlete and, and the work, the amount of work in community service and grades and mm-hmm. every, everything that you have to do to stay above level, you know, to be able to be a successful college athlete. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really is like a second job. I mean, you have, you know, weights in the morning, you have practice in the afternoon between classes, um, all while having to maintain a certain GPA to be able to play, uh, which I think our team graduated with like a three something GPA. So we had a pretty, uh, intelligent ball club, but, uh, I think I finished, finished my career at tech with like a 3.2 GPA. So it's pretty happy about that. And, uh, you know, they'd always do random checks where they'd walk by classrooms to make sure. <laughs> and if you weren't in class, you were running. So, you know, there's always motivation to go to class. It's important to be at class. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so that that that's awesome. And, yep. you know, uh, to be an alumni uh, at, at Tennessee Tech right now and then be able to come back home, especially with the success that they've had and knowing that you had something to do with, you know, helping to build that foundation along the way and the success that Tennessee Tech Baseballs has, has got to be special. Yeah, it it is. It's a great feeling to be part of the – Part of the crew that kind of got it on the up and up, um, Coach Braga is a fantastic coach, uh, him and his father, and they're even better people. And outside of teaching us the game of baseball, they really taught us how to be men, which, yeah. and I mean, they're very faith-based. They're just fantastic people. So Yeah, I've not, I've not heard too many negative things about Mm-mm. Coach Braga and his program is in the way he handles his uh, players he's there for you get your back and all of that which is it's just an incredible you know program uh, to have and 
very thankful, you know, in this community to be able to, to have that. He's done such a great job. So um, you, you go into the professional baseball. You, yep. you, you get a chance to go over there and play after your pro day. Man, what was that like? It was awesome. So I, uh, I left the day before I was supposed to report to camp. Uh, drove down from Tennessee. It was down in Vero Beach, Florida. So they had a complex at the time called Dodger Town, which was basically a an old inn <laughs> that had like uh, rooms, basically, and then there's fields off to the side. Um, so we lived on on site. Really had no reason to leave whatsoever because <laughs> they they fed us twice. Um, baseball lifting practice all that so uh it was it was an awesome time so everybody's thrown in there together and you're just competing yeah you know even though they've already signed you and everything you're, yep. you're still just, just assigned roommates um and then you know you you see people that were drafted you know first round all the way to whatever it might be and um some of the guys I got to play with, uh, one of them's Nathan Eovaldi, who's a starting pitcher for the Boston Red Sox right now. So it's pretty cool that, you know, I got to hang out with him a little bit and talk to him. And a couple other people made it to the pros that I was playing with too. Uh, short-lived, but it's still cool to talk about. And maybe may short-lived, but you made it. Right. And that's that's some, not very many people will get an opportunity to do that. So congratulations on that and uh we, we definitely gonna have to bring you back and, okay. and kind of do a part two especially we when we get into baseball season yeah we can talk a little bit that more baseball. Great. i'm a, i'm not uh probably as uh educated <laughs> in baseball a, as you are being a football player but uh really respect the sport and what it takes to be able to play it and just congratulate you on the career that you've had and uh you know the successful member of the community that you and your wife are and just uh, thankful to have you back in cookville yeah well thank and, you very much uh, thank you we so much for joining the happy show. to be back and we love living here thanks a lot jake good to have you man all right thank you